What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi novel. Particularly just the prologue. Um, <laughs> the prologue got a lot of discussion prior because of some leaks about what it started out saying that Luke has a wife. Um, of course my worst fears about that absolutely ended up becoming true to where he is actually just having a dream um the the prologue i'll go through the prologue basically all the things that happened prior to the movie beginning so you have a story with luke then you have leia and han's funeral and then leia at han's funeral and then you have rose and Paige. very telling um kind of definitely is flowing with the rest of the movie uh, it starts out and Luke is on Tatooine. He looks up and he sees Star Destroyers, or what he believes to be Star Destroyers, of course. He doesn't know what Star Destroyers look like. And it mentions about how he had that time, the deleted scene from A New Hope, where he goes and he tells Biggs and them that he saw it, and they try to look up, and no one believes that he actually saw it. The girl that's in the scene, that's who he's married to. Her name is Cammy, And, um... They live on the the Lars farm, and they've inherited it, and they have, you know, run this whole thing. In this dream, he never joined the the rebellion, and so he's living this life. And he talks about how why are Star Destroyers over Tatooine? There's no need for them to be over Tatooine, and basically they say that the the galaxy's in peace. So if this you know dream comes true in the Disney world of Star Wars. They have it to where the Empire wins, and that's that's freedom. That's you know everything's great and joyful, and all has been done well. And you know yeah, they ended up also having to, they blew up Alderaan, they killed Leia, um, they blew up Mon Cal, they blew up um, where was the other one? They blew up Chandrilla, but you know now there's peace. There's not even Tusken Raiders on Tatooine that Luke has to worry about it's just it's all well and good the world is better if Luke never would have gone and helped out R2 so in this he's looking up she doesn't see it his wife Cammie and then he begins to think back on what could have been and he thinks about Biggs who ended up getting killed and who, of course, I mean, he got killed in North, but he got killed and his family was taken away for being, you know, traitors. And he thinks back to the, what would have happened, how his life would have been if he would have helped out R2. That he woke up, R2 was gone, and he went, and there was no, there was no sand people there to mess with him. And he ended up just bringing R2 back. And, a, you know, a day later, the stormtroopers show up and... They end up taking R2 and C-3PO, which is basically destroying the Rebellion. And Obi-Wan shows up, and Obi-Wan mind tricks a Stormtrooper to say that Luke isn't Luke Skywalker, but Luke Lars. And then they take Owen Lars away for three days to question him, and he ends up getting brought back. That's the story. <laughs> That's the story of A New Hope. That's what they want this to be. I mean, it's absolutely insane for this to be. I mean, I get it. I know there's going to be a lot of people, oh, it's just a dream. 
He's just having a dream. Yeah, so the hero, Luke Skywalker, you already made him a coward in the movie. You already screwed up his character in the movie. I know people are going to say, no, it's not true. It is. And then you go and, no, that's not enough. Let's make him dream about wishing he never had anything to do with the rebellion. Let's have him dream and think about, man, the whole world would just be peaceful if I would have done anything. Despite the fact that there actually was peace for 30 years after all of the stuff that he did. It's just like him now thinking the Jedi need to end, even though the Jedi was the only thing that ever caused peace ever before. There was a thousand years of peace before Emperor Palpatine took power. I guess a thousand years of peace is nothing. It's failure. Like, give me a freaking break. And so he goes on and he's thinking about this. And she... Cammy, his wife, he says, I know Cammy would tell me to just, you know, forget the past, you know, and it's just another nod to the whole Kylo thing. Like, yeah, let's forget the past, you know, move on, forget it. You know, we're Disney and we bought this for $4 billion because everyone loves Star Wars, but let's forget about why you loved it. We want to just retcon everything. We want to, everyone's terrible. All your heroes are stupid and pointless. They don't really mean anything. Uh, <laughs> They, you know, they wish they didn't even go on this journey too. They dream of not having a new hope. They dream of Empire never happening. They dream of Return of the Jedi never happening. They dream about the Empire leading the galaxy. It's just wh what? It's just insanity. It's so stupid. It's so bad. I mean, it's written by the same guy that didn't know. Luke's plan in Return of the Jedi. I'd already did a video on that. Like, this is who's writing this story. Along with Ryan Johnson, who clearly doesn't understand Star Wars at all. And it just, it's so stupid. And so Cammy's saying, you know, oh, I don't remember the past. And then it goes on, as I kind of mentioned, that Leia, of course, is never rescued. So she's put to death. And then they blow up a couple other places and then all else is fine now the world's moved on there's no more rebellion and everybody's just under the empire and you know luke kind of discusses how you know he kind of fills this pool that this is what he should have been but he decided not to because he decided to stay at home and live there and then he wakes up and he talks about how he tries to forget the dream but he feels like it's the force trying to tell him something because he's turned off from the force and they have begun to, you know, the forces uh, kind of tricked them to where he, you know, had to pay attention because they came in in a dream. That they, you know, hid themselves away in a dream. And he's not sure what it exactly means, but that something's probably coming and that there's probably about to be some change happening. And then he goes on his duty of, you know, sucking sea cow tits. Um, then it jumps to Leia. And because it's not enough to ruin Luke... It's not enough to just kill off Han. We got to make sure that you know that it doesn't mean anything at all. <laughs> that is utterly pointless. It means absolutely nothing. Kylo can kill him, but that doesn't actually either lean him to go back to the light side because he realizes how, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. I regret this so badly. But it also doesn't even make him a complete villain. It's just pretended like it hardly happens in The Last Jedi. And 
it actually, here's your true test. Not killing your father, which is what would make sense in the story. It's this random girl. If you kill her, then now you become a Sith. Rey is more important than Han Solo. And that's proven here in this story where Leia doesn't even want to do the funeral. The people around her don't want her to do the funeral. Admiral Akbar has to convince her to do the funeral. Admiral Akbar has to convince Leia to do the funeral. Now I get Leia's always been a little bit stoic and so she doesn't really try to show or feel emotion or whatever. Um, but then it's just how it's done. It's just done so terribly. So they go out there. Only a few people go because they, they want to keep trying to evacuate. Um, despite the fact Han is yet again a hero uh, and is blatantly a hero of the rebellion before to the point even Finn knows who he is. Um, but with this, the people that were a part of the rebellion, like Akbar, he is respectful and it means something to him about Han's funeral. But then it talks about the other people that are a part of the resistance that didn't know Han, even though Han had still been with Leia six years prior. They, had, they were still together when Bloodline was going on. And he had worked in the New Republic helping to teach people how to fly, how to pilot. And most of the people, all of the people in the Resistance were people that left from the Republic because they went and joined with Leia. Wouldn't you think that most of those would probably go to help Leia because they kind of had a good connection with Han? Wouldn't that make sense? But no, that doesn't. that's making sense is using logic and it's making the people that happen, the characters, our heroes prior, they matter and that cannot happen. We can't have that. Uh, dare I say, because those are the men, uh, we can't have that. He's, he's a nobody and people have to be mad because he even gets, you know, the, the privilege of this funeral after the fact. And so the other people that weren't part of the rebellion, they're just sitting there stone-faced waiting for it to be over. So here's Han's funeral. It's like, oh, we didn't put it in the movie. Fine. We're going to put it in the book, though. Here's, it, here's what it is in the book. Two people caring and the rest of the people going, oh, my God, hurry up and end this. This is terrible. We need to forget the past. We need to kill. One of us already killed it, but we need to move on. This is just terrible and stupid. I mean... We need to just, Luke's dream is right. Forget even that any of this stuff ever happened, even though it's the only good parts of the entire series, and we need to move on past it. I mean, you know, the, the, this sequel trilogy is awful, miserable storytelling, and absolutely not even close to being good. The only reason it's even passable and making money is because it's actually just all based off of the original trilogy's fandom, but we need to forget it and move on. That, that's, Han's, that's Han's funeral. That's Han's funeral. There's a little interesting note for those that aren't going to read it. Don't waste your time reading it. Um, that Han at Endor, after the night, the before the battle, the night when C-3PO is telling stories to the Ewoks, that uh, her and Han are you know sleeping, laying in bed together, and Han begins to carve out of wood a figure of her, and it looks so bad that she 
unknowingly was like, is that one of the Ewoks? And he got mad and tossed it across the room, but she ended up picking it up. And that's what she sets down kind of in honor of him and what ended up happening. Um, it's just, I mean, so that's, that's the two, that's the two male characters. Um, we have of Luke and Han, both trying to destroy the past, um, as Cammy and Kylo would like. And then we go to Paige and Rose. Let's see how they have these. The two characters that are new that no one cares about. No one really even liked. Um, and were just awful in the movie. Paige was fine because she died off so quickly. But it was like, you know, let's give her all this meaning. And let's show emotion and reaction to her death of a person that we've only known for like 10 seconds. But, you know, when Luke finds out about Han, let's just cut away. Let's just cut away. Let's not show the funeral. Let's make sure that when the funeral happens, we give it zero attention. It doesn't matter. It's a waste of time. Let's move on past it. But in the movie, Paige dies, and we're going to focus on her little stupid sister crying the whole time. Even though we don't know either one of these characters, it doesn't mean anything to you emotionally as an audience watches. It's just stupid. But let's get some more detail on them prior to this. So it's Rose and, uh, Rose and Paige talking, and we find out that Rose has developed a new technology that's never been seen before, that no one else could have developed, that she created these baffles for the back to... <laughs> it's about fuel emissions. <laughs> it's hiding the fuel emissions sent off so that they can't be tracked. And Rose is like, anyone could have done it. And Paige is like, no, no one else could have done it. Rose admits, yeah, I'm better than everyone. You know, No one else can do what I do. And she calls her Pei-Pei. Oh, Jesus, this is just so awful. It's so awful. This is what we, we have, this with Luke and Han, and then we go cut to superheroes that create baffles to stop fuel emissions. <laughs> you got to cut down on fuel emissions. And so then we're calling each other Pei-Pei. Oh, hey, Pei-Pei. Like, give me a freaking br This is just so terrible. It's so, so, so bad. So... We had, we're trying to ruin the past. We're trying to ruin Han and Luke, the prior heroes. But Rose is this unbelievable inventor. She's created something that no one else could invent. And Paige, Paige is the best gunner pilot. She's the best gunner in the resistance. Everything's they're so talented and they just love each other and they care and there's nothing toxic about their femininity and They they just it's just a perfect relationship They want to go and build a farm and raise animals and they care so much and it's just so great and beautiful It's just this is what perfect life is It's just them two and there's no men around and so it's all well and good and it's perfect and they create and they're the best at everything and it's so awesome and perfect it's just it's beautiful it's perfection it's star wars now <sighs> that's the prologue that's the intro before i mean there's one little other part with the character it's not even worth bringing up before Poe shows up, um, and so, yeah, there, there you go, more crap from Disney, more let's forget the past, more let's bash the heroes that made this franchise even worth a cent to begin with, and let's continue to make it like the 
new characters that are all female are all perfect and just do everything so well and it's just and you, you someone may argue oh but you're ignoring the fact in the prologue it says that rose is scared of battle see she's not perfect yeah uh, do you see that in the movie does she seem like someone afraid of battle no she seems like someone that jumps into it screws up everything but she jumps into it she doesn't seem afraid she doesn't seem scared i mean you know uh, uh one word in a novel that no, hardly anyone's going to read doesn't make it to where this person has changed. So people just don't grasp change or character development anymore. People trying to argue that there's character arcs in these movies or there's, you know, character development and like, oh, no, nah, see, Kylo was just, he was an apprentice, but now he's the head. So see, there's development there. That's not development. That's not changing. That's not improving his character. It's not learning from mistakes. It's just, and then Ray, you can't even begin to try to explain how she's being developed because there's nothing there. It just, she just, she keeps getting a, you know, the Monopoly card that says, skip around back to go, collect $200. That's Ray's journey. That's why it's boring. That's why it's terrible. There's nothing to it. Oh, that's the prologue. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you didn't buy it and read this crap fest. It's so bad. I haven't finished it all. I, I've read like half the book and I went back. I was like, I'm just going to do a video on the prologue. Because I'm going to have to be reading the book all day today. And I wanted to get a video out. So I was like, yeah, oh, let's get a video out on this. Just utter crap. Absolute crap. It's just... It's just, it's just so stupid. I hate it all. It's so dumb. It's so, so dumb. Anyways, that's the video, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And never forget you, Nerf Herders. I love you.